Welcome to Gaia Rising, an exploration of human healing and evolution through storytelling. So welcome everybody to another episode of Gaia Rising. I'm so honored to be joined here today by uh, my friend and uh, well, old time old-time Fred, uh, Saturn Robley. And um, yeah, Saturn is a yoga instructor, uh, a mother, a guide, I think, for, for many, many people, you know, especially women, especially mothers. Um, and she contains, I know, I feel already just so much wisdom and I'm so excited for her to, to share with us uh, today. So, uh, and she's uh, tuned in from Vermont, She's just, is that right, Saturn? You're just 20 minutes, you said, from the Canadian border, 20 miles, is that what you said? Yeah, that's right. Just 20 minutes, really close. Wow. You're in the <laughs> yeah. cold, frozen. We're right, we're really close to solstice right now. I'm here in Alaska yeah. in the dark. You're, we're both in the darkness in the winter. And <laughs> how are you feeling? Yeah, I feel great. You know, we, we didn't have much snow until um, like yesterday. So it's really exciting to finally have some snow covering the ground and feel winter here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to be here with you. I'm grateful to have this opportunity and um, to share here. And, you know, I'm, we had you on our podcast and it was amazing. And I'm really excited to see where this conversation takes us today. Yes, yes, yes. Thank and Teach you. Me Your Ways podcast, just a quick shout out to, to that podcast, which we'll also tie it in at the end. But yeah, Saturn is just launching with two other women, a, a podcast called Teach Me Your Ways, which uh, definitely check out. Uh, yeah, you got to hear Ben's um, conversation. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so excited to see all the things you guys are, yeah, all the creations you all are bringing into the world. So uh, so yeah, well, I just wanted to start with uh, just a deep breath together just to drop in. So if you don't mind joining me, I'm just yeah, going to dump my air. And on this day, feeling into our bodies, feeling into this time and this space, I would ask the question to you, Saturn, what is most alive in you in this moment? Mm, what is most alive in me in this moment? <clears throat> that is a great question. Mm-hmm. Mm. There are quite a few things alive in me in this moment. Um, I think at the root of everything though, it's really um, community and and tending to community and kind of coming back to a way of being in community that is in service to everybody equally. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about intentional community and this concept that she shared with me has really stuck. And it's kind of this idea that each of us has like a certain amount of points and energy that we're able to give to community. And depending on what's going on in our lives, 
we're able to give more points to the community, or maybe we just had a child and 80 of our 100 points are going towards that, or maybe we're an elder. So it takes more of our points to sustain our health. Um, but just kind of like reframing or re-imagining um, community. And I'm blessed to, to live in a really amazing place with a beautiful community that is open-minded and open-hearted. So I have a lot of projects stirring in that, in that realm, but really yeah, at the root of it all, it's um, nurturing a healthier and more sovereign, compassionate community. Thanks for asking. Wow. What a beautiful, it's a beautiful concept. I like that. The points, you know, and like reframing how we, our expectations or like our, how we're interpreting our service, you know, reinterpreting it in a way that you can connect all your points to like that ultimate mission in a way that's like, I imagine really feels good to be like acknowledging how you're serving, you know, even in ways that might be seem indirect, you know? Yeah, totally. And I, I really love the way that it honors where people are in their lives also, which I think is a really big component that we're often missing in community is this like understanding where people are and their needs and also, mm -hmm. you know, what they're capable of, of uh, providing. And I think that that, you know, we kind of have this general generic perspective of everybody can kind of hold the same amount of weight, but mm -hmm. yeah, really honing in and, and honoring where people are on their journey. Mm -hmm. And having different yeah. roles, like being out of that programming, <clears throat> that one size fits all programming that we can have different ways that <clears throat> may or may not even be visible, like how we're serving community, how we're serving, um, I guess, God or the universe or like our ancestors, the medicine, you know, like that's, that's been a big lesson for me lately too, is that, that diversity, like allowing different roles, allowing diversity and recognizing their strength in that. Um, yes. and having a lot of humility to like, you know, just the, these external ways that we've always measured things, you know, in terms of productivity or followers or, you know, external validations are not necessarily may not have anything to do with the actual impact of the medicine or of your, your role, or your presence, you know, or the community. Yeah. 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 yeah it really opens up the opportunity to find their strengths. It's like a beautiful uh, reciprocity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's a really beautiful, beautiful little nugget of wisdom and perspective. Um, I'm just checking in with my breath right now. And um, what's coming up for me, what's most alive in me right now is um, integrity. Mm. Integrity. Um, I've been getting a lot of messages that, you know, integrity is vital. Integrity like integration is integrity and, and integrity is integration. Mm. And, um, and for me lately, it's, it's been that message that in order for me to truly show up in the best way possible uh, requires my absolute alignment 
in my truth, in my integrity. And that's been a, that's been on my heart. So that's really, I'm feeling that one right now. So I'm checking in with that. So. Yeah, I can totally re- relate or, you know, that resonates deeply with me because I feel similarly, I've been on a, a journey with that and just, you know, all of the roles that I fill in this community and, and finding spaces where maybe I wasn't living in integrity and, and in the like, in the challenge, I guess, so you could call it of finding integrity, you know, it is challenging sometimes to live in integrity. It's like, I once heard a woman say, I take my own advice, as long as I take my own advice, 30% of the time, I'm living in integrity. And I like, I really appreciated that. And like, there was a level of honesty there that was, you know, that was living in integrity. It's like, it, 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 uh, for me, it circles back to the expectations also that we hold for ourselves or others in what it means to live in integrity. It's like, um, it's like, does that mean you have to show up 100% of the time? Or is there some space for forgiveness and, and um, like naps when you should be getting something done or, you know, like just that like gentleness and ease. Um, and I guess that's what comes up for me right now in terms of what's, what's alive and in, in, in my relationship with integrity, it's like, I find it for, I found it first when I, when I was really diving into this journey, it was kind of like putting pressure on myself in, in ways that I didn't need to. And I guess I'm just, that's what's coming through right now, maybe is a little medicine that somebody that's listening to this maybe also needs to hear is just living in integrity is hard work and it's beautiful work and there's room for being gentle with ourselves in it which is probably Mm -hmm. in the same vein (laughs) what's coming up for me as you're saying that is you know when you said it's hard work it's like what's interesting is what i'm finding in my journey is it's hard work just the first step is so hard but then when you finally take that step it's the easiest work. It's such a relief. It's so easy once mm. you just surrender to what your body is telling you or what your higher self, your higher consciousness, your what God, I think, you know, what source is, is really telling you in the stillness, it, what's in integrity when you, when you listen to it, when you align yeah. with it. Oh, like what a relief, you know? We stop yeah, having, we stop true. needing to run around performing and doing all these things, these shoulds, you know, and we actually realize that, you know, we're not meant to be Superman for everyone, you know, like we have, we have our unique role, uh, our superwoman or super being, you know, like we yeah. have our unique role and, uh, and our healing is the healing of the world around us and the healing of the world around us is our, they're, they're, they're linked, you know, and like, we can only show up, we can only love to the extent to which we can love ourselves. Like we can only show up for others in the same depth that we've shown up for ourselves. And so it's this dance between self-care and care of others, you know, that is, there's nothing wrong with, it's just the nature and listening to your body and knowing when you feel led to, 
you know, and also committing, I think, and um, yeah, just trusting that, that intuition of like, and, and allowing, like you're saying, like allowing yourself the, the grace, you know, uh, and yeah. the love to like do things, you know, slow down, like do things as they feel aligned, you know, like there's, that's the only way, that's the only way to really sustainably or, you know, uh, make this progress is one step at a time, you know, and resting between steps if you need to. So, yeah, I feel there's a collective yeah. call, you know, that's like resonating after COVID has kind of calmed down, I guess, um, that is to slow down. And we've learned a lot about the value in slowing down and, and there's so much to be gained in that space of just like one breath at a time, really listening. And I think it's hard to really listen when we're moving at the like pace of society, you know, it's, it is, it's mm -hmm. so important to slow down. Thanks for that reminder. I need it every day. <laughs> me too. Me too. You, me both. And it's so funny because that's the only, that's the only zone to be in really is like when it's fully grounded, like in presence, that's the, like, that's when you're online, you know, and you can move fast when you're, when you're being called to, to execute something, you know, or you, you can employ your mind, you know, like when it's needed, you know, but having your baseline, just be your body, be your heart. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's been really life-changing for me to realize like getting out of the quiet, the mind, open the heart, you know, and then in, the mind is a terrible master, but the most amazing servant, you know, or amazing friend and like employing it when it's needed, but then not letting it be our default program. Like that's the work, you know, and then, man, when you can just, let go of all the the running around of your mind it's uh you can finally rest you know and you can finally just feel and like oh what a beautiful thing so yeah yeah that's right yeah <laughs> i'm just like uh, yeah well, we're going okay. deep, going deep. <laughs> right I'm off the in bat. it i'm in it let's go <laughs> well i wanted to ask you I wanted to ask you just to start out a little bit with, you know, Saturn, just understanding, you know, your journey, because this podcast is like, a, it's an exploration of human healing and evolution through storytelling um, with loose form. And yeah. uh, I was just, I'd start out just by asking you, what was your earliest memory of encountering the sacred in your life? Mm. Wow. Hmm. my earliest memory well it depends on you know like differentiating between spirit and sacred I mean as a child most of my encounters with spirit were a little um on the darker side, I found, you know, like they were more intimidating. I wasn't, I was more afraid of them than, and I think that was really my childhood experience with spirit overall. And even as I came into adulthood, I remember just 
sitting in meditations and I would come out because I had a fear of what was, you know, beyond that veil. And I couldn't really cross it because I was afraid of what was going to happen. Um, and so uh, sacred, I think really, I think of my neighbor in 2008 and she is this amazing woman and she introduced me. She got me my first ever Oracle card deck mm. and really, you know, showed me so much her and her partner are both deadheads and like just very free loving people. And I remember, and I mean, at that point I had already started practicing yoga and, and it's all kind of intertwined. You know, I think that that really was just a, um, for me at that point, I think yoga was more of a physical um, practice. And then meeting my neighbor, Susie at the time, she really helped me drop into the more spiritual aspects of, of a um, sacred practice. Yeah. Was there one moment in particular that stands out yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. First I, I think actually like being in her home, she had, you know, her home is still to this day filled with beautiful um, art that has like, little phrases on it, like abundance is here. My life is beautiful right now. And just sitting in that space and kind of feeling like what her, how powerful she was and how powerful all of these, these little things in her home were to create mm -hmm. this life that she had been living was mm -hmm. super pivotal for me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and now, I mean, Every day I'm amazed at, <laughs> at spirit and, and all of the support and connections and guidance that is always there. And it's hard to believe that I hadn't seen it at any point in my life, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're embodying, perhaps you're embodying the same spirit that she was embodying for you, that space that create yeah. that creation she made like you're creating that now for people around you would you say yeah yeah i think mm -hmm. so yeah thanks for that reflection yeah yeah that's yeah. beautiful i i was actually curious to ask a little bit about that childhood fear i was it's really intriguing of crossing mm -hmm. the the threshold uh into the spirit realm when did you was there a time that you felt like, or maybe you're still feeling like, cro like crossing and facing that fear? Like what, yeah. what was that? How did that play out? Or when did that play out? Or how, yeah. How would you interpret that now? Like, have you faced whatever it was you were afraid of? And what would you say it was? I like to think I faced it. I think it was darkness. I think there was this, mm -hmm. you know, this fear of, you know, for me, whenever I'm meditating, there's often visualizations incorporated into my meditations, but I've never been one to see a lot of colors. And so often it's either just blackness or there'll be a white light there. And, and the white light really wasn't there for much of the beginning years of my meditation practice. 
So it was really just darkness that I was entering. And, and I think, you know, I could feel what I would feel in that, in that space was, was, I mean, was darkness in all of the essence that is darkness in the sense that it didn't feel Mm -hmm. safe or inviting. It felt more, um, it felt more intimidating. And I think, I think I did have to really um, try a lot of other types of practices to tune in with divine, with creator, with spirit. It's also interesting, you know, this is a really, uh, I'm like kind of moving through this as we're speaking. These are great questions. Um, I was raised in, in going to Christian schools and, mm-hmm. and I will never forget like bringing Oracle cards to my grandmother's house. And she was like beside herself. She thought it was the Satan's work. And, and it's interesting to think about how that maybe has Im- had impacted that, um, that fear that was there, like, kind of associating that kind of work with like the devil's work, you know, and, and yeah, I have definitely been able to get past that. And I think it's taken, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what's helped me work through that. I think it's like a culmination of, of many, many practices and experiences um, throughout my life. But yeah, I can go into the darkness and there's light there now. And um yeah yeah it is beautiful but it was a long journey yeah yeah yeah, no thank you that's really I feel like talking you know there's always a lot of love and light you know when you talk in the spiritual community which in my opinion in my experience for me even in the past has been sometimes like a lot of spiritual bypass um and I really I really enjoy because that's it's one of the things I feel like also coming from a Christian background and from that that conditioning and those seeds being sown in me at a young age that, you know, darkness, evil, like, you know, um, paganism or like, the you know, the, these things that come out of the earth, you know, are, are the devil or, you know, are these practices, which actually it's interesting because like, I, you know, at this point, I don't intrinsically, I don't believe it it's intrinsically good or evil, just like Christianity itself is not intrinsically good or evil. There's Catholic priests molesting boys and, you know, scandals all over the place. You know, it's like everything, every spiritual realm has its shadow and has the light. Yeah. So it's interesting for me to approach that, have that lens, even back at Christianity, not writing off all of Christianity, but also as I'm exploring these other realms, like holding that same, holding both and seeing that, it does exist, you know, even in, in the, in the natural world or in the spirit world or in the, the new age world or, uh, or all these different religions, you know, and even science and atheism, like every place has its light and has its shadow, has its truth. And, and it's the same thing, the diversity, the diversity yeah. and the, the different, um, roles that things play as teachers you know um but but going back to actually linking that to integrity 
that's my guide, you know, it's like, if I'm in integrity with myself, then that's my, that's my test. I can feel the energy and I can feel sometimes when darkness is not menacing. I can feel when it's just trying to teach me something and I can feel when light is trying to teach me something and I can feel when I'm just craving the light and I'm just clinging to it because I'm too afraid to face what I need to face, you know, which can be the darkness too. So yeah, that's, I, yeah, it's, it's really cool to hear you say that. And I relate to it so much coming from that same programming, which so many of us come from, which is just to avoid the darkness, to, to bottle it up, just like anything else in our life, just like emotions that are difficult or trauma or like just, just to, to run, always running right. instead of turning and facing what we fear the most. Um, yeah. Very, it's befriending it. Powerful. Yeah, it's yes. true. Yes. Yeah, I see darkness as my friend now, you know, it's like, it is, it's for me, the, my shadows are my, are my greatest teachers at this point in my life, for sure. And especially as a mother, um, they don't, you know, there's not many places for them to hide when, when you have a, a mirror following you around all day. So. <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's very tall I'd love to actually that's one of the questions I had here is like what have been your your most valuable teachers in life would you speak Mm. on that a little more absolutely um well yoga has definitely been uh one Mm. of my one of my biggest teachers and and I guess I'm kind of like rewinding a little bit and um because so many things led me to becoming a mother, which was, you know, before I, I got pregnant, I definitely was of the mind that I wasn't having children. And then I, (laughs) and then I had a child and I will say that brought me home to myself. And um, I know that's not the case for everybody, but for me, that was, like growing a child in my body and bringing that child into the world through childbirth um, and now mothering this teacher um, is, is one of my life's greatest um, ever evolving teachings. Yeah. And and I think so is partnership and so is friendship. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's interesting because at this point, I think you and I share this, but it's like everything down to the dishes, you know, is a teacher. They're all teachers for me. And it's like when I step mm-hmm. into the kitchen and there's a pile of dirty dishes and I just want to like... Mm-hmm give it all throw my hands up and go do something outside it's like that's for me that's a teacher it's like how can you you know really drop in Mm -hmm. and give thanks for the dirty dishes and all of the the nutrients that you gained from eating the meals that you had and um yeah it's all really everything is a teacher and and it's interesting too because listening to you speak about integrity, it keeps coming back to alignment for me. And I think there is, you know, I'm actually right now trying to 
distinguish between the two, like what the difference is between integrity and alignment. Because for me, like alignment is, is integrity, but it also is that alignment um, to source, right? It's that connection to mm-hmm. source. So it's like, I guess that's the, maybe that's a question I have for you in terms of integrity is just, um, isn't, is integrity kind of something that exists on this human plane or is it in, is it in mm-hmm. alignment and connection to divine? I get, is, does that make sense? Does my question make sense? Yeah, I just, yeah, I relate to what you're saying to that, the alignment, you know, almost being this like beam of light, like coming out and like integrity is like in my body, like I'm the vessel, integrity is the vessel and alignment is like the, the stepping outside the, into, into the greater sphere of the divine, just like the alignment of once your vessel is pure, then the alignment it's aligning it's all happening it's all connected you know but like the way it feels in my body is like what you're saying i think it's like integrity is in me and and alignment is in me but it's also beyond me it's like what's bringing me it's my alignment that's aligning with the greater alignment like my integrity mm-hmm. is my work to bring it into that into the alignment I wish yeah that's how it feels in my body I wish everyone listening could like <laughs> see us right now because we're both, you know, making the same Holding hand hands. Of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the two hands almost in our, yeah, in the namaste position, but in front of each other and then like going up and down. That's actually, yeah, it's that's interesting because right. that, that motion in a lot of my dancing, I've been like, I've been dancing a lot more this last year. That's been real medicine for me. And I've been, and that's come through to me in the last few months of like this sort of like my hands will dance back and I'll be like in the namaste, my hands in prayer position, and then I'll loosen them and move them forward and back and then kind of go back and forth. And it's like, sometimes I'll be looking at light, a light or like a projector or whatever's and I'll do this and I'll sort of step back and step back until like I, both my hands are in perfect alignment. Mm-hmm. And that's been a, like kind of a symbol and like a, something I really like dancing doing in dance so it's it's been coming out of my body (laughs) i'm gonna give it a whirl it reminds me of eagle pose you know it's like when you can see right through your hands you can't you know it's like that eagle the eagle's eye can see like right through Mm. what's right in front of it yeah but still sees what's there you know yeah 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 oh Yeah, I love that you were talking earlier about just the subtlest things, you know, like doing the dishes, um, Mm. seeing God or seeing alignment, seeing an opportunity to like accept the teacher, you know, and getting the feedback, you know, that's, I think, even connecting it to the alignment again in in my journey has been like everything that we any resistance we encounter in our life, anything that's bringing us some, some form of discomfort or, you know, uh, dis-ease or dis, uh, like just getting us, we're having a reaction, you know, like that we don't like it, that we're resisting it. Um, I'm learning to lean into those things and to realize those things are my teachers and they're, they're reflections, they're mirrors. Like that's so beautiful. You're calling your, your son a mirror. 
Um, mm. And these are all everything around us in life. Are, these are all mirrors, actually. Every other person, every situation. Uh, and that can be really hard to hear, I think, when your life is very, can be, especially in the beginning when it's, you're so overwhelmed, you're so out of alignment, out of sorts, you know, and I'd, and for anyone that I think is in that stage of just starting to discover, to feel that, you know, it can be overwhelming and it's, it's not your fault, you know, like you're just, we're all just brought up how we're brought up and conditioned by our families who have been conditioned by their parents and their parents. These are like ancestral wounds. And, and we also live in a system, you know, that, benefits from people being in dis-ease you know people being out of alignment people being um you know craving you know and avoiding and and doing anything just to to avoid what is you know because it's scary because there's that darkness there that they can feel you know that emptiness we're taught that you know like if you just get into the right relationship or get a new house or get this new job or a new iPhone or like so many followers or like, you know, a job, you know, that like everyone praises you for that, like all these external things will bring you happiness. And that's, that's the, that's the matrix, you know, that like, and it's not necessarily nefarious. It's just the nature of the beast that is the system we're in and has been. And, and now it's time for us to evolve, you know, and to do that it's like we have to one of the the biggest steps is just to see that like everything even with all that conditioning even with all that heaviness and darkness around us and and pain and like trauma and it's all there waiting to show us the way you know like if we can just allow it if we can just shift our perspective to one that we can really allow it to be felt you know and let it show us like, where is this? What is this actually showing me about myself? It's really hard to see, but like a lot of times it can be a, such a blessing be like, where am I out of alignment? Really? It's like, where, how am I not honoring my body? How am I not honoring and loving myself and others? Like, how am I not setting boundaries? You know, like, how am I not in my truth? You know, um, which like is felt it's not, a construct of the mind i think it's like it's in our bo- our bodies or the intelligence you know and um anyway i just would link that to what you were saying earlier is yeah doing the dishes facing the facing the resistance um facing all the hard stuff in life like those are the portals to our growth to our healing to peace yeah you know that's right yeah and and it makes me think of you know the pendulum that's ever swinging and actually kind of listening to you speak about you know like stepping into this journey and like what phase of this journey we're in it's also it's like part of me is like well we're always in this journey and in different places in our journey it might feel like we're back at the beginning you know and it is it's exactly what you're speaking to it's like even in the pit of the hardest points in our lives, which, which I've been speaking to a lot lately in the sense that I've been feeling very grounded and very content and very um, overall, you know, joyful lately. And, and a part of me, there's like this fear in me that knows that the pendulum is going to (laughs) swing and I have to be ready for, (laughs) 
<laughs> the other side of all of it, you know, and it's, it's not necessarily a, um, it's, it always comes back to how we respond and how we hold and how we mm-hmm. um, carry the things that we're, we're moving through or, or dealing mm-hmm. with. And it is so much about that alignment and that integrity and just um, mm-hmm. even when it feels like it's like, un, like unattainable or so far away it's the, it's the Mm -hmm. essence of, you know, having that remembering in our bodies and in our hearts and knowing that it's there for us when we need it, whether we feel like we've never, you know, it's like, I think Mm -hmm. loss is one of those things that can really bring people to a place where their work in life maybe feels like, um, it was all a waste or something, you know, when there's like real, hardship that that brings you to those darkest places it's it's not Mm. about um being able it's not like you can't measure your your growth or your spirituality or your um, alignment and integrity even based on what it feels like today you know it's like Mm. trying to um create that's what I guess I'm trying to do right now is like muscle memory so that when (laughs) shit hits the fan I remember how I felt on December 14th of 2022 you know it's like when something goes away it's like coming back to that space and just remembering that it's there even if you can't attain it in that moment yeah Yeah. that's good (sighs) beautiful and even you know when you're talking about that pendulum and talking about yeah that makes me think so much it's like yeah like it's not linear the healing path this is like we have to get out of these like good and bad healed and not healed like i'm yeah i've done the work this is the beginning this is the end it's not it's unlike that it's not a linear thing like look at the seasons there's like winter comes every year and for winter to come for things things have to die the trees lose their leaves things die and they go to complete death and darkness and only then can like the spring happen again and new life come about and yeah and the summer and the fruits of all this work and then like and then letting them go again you know, it's just like, it's a circle, you know, like in nature, it's, I like to think of it as like a, like an upward spiral, but like sometimes mm-hmm. it's happening so gradually, it's happening almost imperceptibly, like you rising, it feels like it can just be a circle, but it's actually gradually rising. And when you can, you do notice, and I'm sure you'd relate to this, and I, or at least I feel my journey, like, yeah, there's moments where I doubt, you know, like, you know, myself or but like I, when I really like, that's always in my head. Like when I come back into my breath, back into presence, and I'm realizing even just that habit, these new neurological pathways, these new habits that we, we do have control to, you know, when we do take the power back in our lives and we do like do the work, these patterns reappear more. And I'm finding myself more and more in my breath and more and more in presence. And the more I'm in that, it's like I can stop and look around and be like, wow, the situations, the dishes that used to bother me so much, I'm changing. I'm coming to love them. Like, wow, I am changing. Yeah. Like, wow, I am 
like in the more we're in our breath and we're the more we're in we're present like that's that's where our happiness and fullness of life and in our ability to serve like our service our medicine for ourselves everyone around us that's where it's at it's all right here right now the past is gone the future isn't here yet it's not meant to like it's useful to look back or look forward but it's all right here Everything it's true you need. It's true, and yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the thing that just like keeps coming up is how how we evolve in community, right? Because our relations will always there. It takes time for those that we're in relation with to like witness that almost imperceptible upward growth, mm-hmm. and. I think that that is so critical in in terms of like, I'm sure there are so many um, ways for people to move through this with the people that they're in relations with, but it is such an, it's such a critical piece of it. And like, whether it's a partner or a child or a friend or a grandmother, or, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. It's, it's like, that adds a layer to that growth that I think, you know, it just makes me think of a, a situation recently where I was having a conversation with my partner about um, he was in, he was out of town and I asked him a question about where he was staying. And, and when we first started dating, I had this like jealous tendency. I had some trust issues and partnerships. Mm-hmm. And since then, you know, we've been together for five years. I've worked through a lot of that and see a lot of growth in myself and, know that I've moved through a lot of that and and for him it's really easy to default to those like old patterns and Mm -hmm. in order to really grow in relationship with people Mm -hmm. it's it's just um it can be challenging to have to um explain your growth I guess is really what it comes down to if I'm speaking Mm. frankly you know it's like do you see me in this growth right now and Mm. and that's an old story that we get to move past and just all of these things that come up in this journey when we are in fact which hopefully all of us are in relationships and in community and Mm -hmm even in family, you know, all of it. It's just, um, I think that's Mm. one of those places that the work really, really is, um, Mm. yeah, what's the word? It's important, it's like, yeah. yeah. The work is present, Yeah, that's what I, what's coming to me. Yeah. yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah relationships yeah. what comes to me as you're sharing that is knowing what's ours to work on you know what's our dishes and what's someone else's dishes and that takes a lot of discernment you know um and a lot of times like even exercising knowing like because we're so caught in these patterns of people pleasing you know like we're programmed into that we like are we're programmed to make everyone around us happy to sacrifice everything for everyone else around us they're more important than us you know and that's linked into i think sometimes for me anyway like a lot of the christianity piece um 
but learning that like you can't have you can't fill anyone else's cup unless you have your cup filled first so and then some people's cups are you know they're suffering so much that it's like a cup full of holes that if you just dump your whole cup into it like it'll empty you so how do you navigate how would you in your experience like in that framework like navigating knowing how like which relationships identifying like which relationships are mutually beneficial are meant to to be part of your life and which ones aren't and then in the ones that are a part of your life how do you navigate knowing you know boundaries and like and compassion you know that dance of really feeling through and and being guided in a good way because it's really complex sometimes in relationships, you know, wouldn't you say, Um, how do you navigate that in your experience? Yeah, that is a really beautiful question. And, and one of the first thoughts that came to my mind is that every relationship is, is super different and um like i'm i'm imagining you know i'm thinking of my relationship to my mother as opposed to my relationship to my partner and and that as like in comparison to my relationship to you know the women that i have in my life um as friends and sisters and even to the men that i have in my life and the brothers that i have in my life it's it's different in each uh, circumstance and I think to speak to partnership it's so so important to be able to communicate clearly and to be able to have a safe space within that relationship where we are sitting in our own you know um, responsibilities and and holding ourselves in that integrity safely with one another without our guards up you know and I think it takes time to get to that place in any relationship unless you know you like go into it and I think (laughs) it's actually funny because I say that and then I'm thinking about some of the friendships I've recently made and we kind of were just like do you want to be my friend okay well if you want to be my friend here are the circumstances like I don't bullshit we're putting our walls down we're gonna be real (laughs) you know it's like actually we are kind of evolving into a place where we can kind of set these boundaries right away but if you know like relationships that have been like my partnership for instance you know um it really, really, really comes down to open and clear communication. And I think one of the things that I think is pretty rare about my partnership with with Kevin, my partner, is that we speak really openly and frankly about whether our relationship is in service to our growth, you know, and and how that's feeling for either of us. And some days we don't really feel like we are in service to one another and that's okay. You know, we're just, and, and it's taken, you know, I, I will say, I think I've kind of grabbed the, the bull by the horns in that category of our relationship. If I had left it to be, then it wouldn't necessarily be healthy. It would probably be toxic at this point. And, and somebody does kind of have to step in and, and make that decision to, 
to um, invite those types of spaces into the relationship and invite those and to create those types of conversations and to have those hard, you know, moments of, of growth or even digression sometimes, you know, it's like moving through whatever it is that comes up for the other person from a place of, of, of self, you know, knowing that you don't have to take it on. And that still happens, you know, we're human. And sometimes it just means that the conversation can't happen right now and we'll have to come back to it. But I really think the core of it is communication. And I find that across the board with, with partner, with um, friends, you know, and it's, it's even, it's, it's just as complicated in a, in a sister circle as it is in a partnership, you know, like there's so many Mm -hmm. things that, that can get in the way of that. But really, I think it just open and honest, radically honest communication. And that radical honesty really, really kind of forces the other person or people to step into their truth, you know, it's like, and if they can't, if they can't rise to that, maybe the first time it's okay. And there's patience there. Maybe the second time it's getting a little closer. You know, if you see that progress happening, then like, that's beautiful. But if, if it's not being met by any evolution, then maybe it's not Mm -hmm. in service at all, you know? And I think that really Mm -hmm. is the, the piece that's important is that there is growth happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. for yeah. both parties and the i say even jumping on that and you know that last piece with re- reciprocity not happening you know when it's not in service you may be recognizing that it's not in service for you but like you it not being in service and walking away from it for that for a time is actually in service because that's the yeah. feedback maybe that that person needs, you know, that's the mirror they need that it's like, Hey, you've got some stuff you need to work through. It's just staying in our heart, you know, not getting reactive, not shaming and guilting and blaming. Like that's a lot of emotional maturity, but when we can tell people like, for instance, uh, one of the big things I've been, I've been doing a lot of training with uh, one of my mentors, uh, Xavier Dogba and like shadow work and, you know, he talks a lot about anger, you know, and these, these emotions, very difficult emotions that we've been programmed to believe are bad because they have a huge shadow because we've witnessed so much violence. We've witnessed so much destruction coming from anger, but when we can, and this is part of the work, you know, learning to how to redefine our realities, how to reinterpret these, that nothing is bad. There are no bad emotions. There's only difficult emotions. And yes, many difficult emotions have extremely painful consequences and cause a lot of harm but still just like in the yin yang there's a little bit of white in the dark in the black and a little bit of black in the, in the white you know and like so anger could we can reinterpret as as a as our heart's response or our response to a boundary that has been crossed to something being out of alignment and the and xavier talks about it like as a a dragon inside of us you know that just flares up with fire <clears throat> and we've we've caged you know we've, we've locked away our dragons in the dungeon or either that or they're running wild and we're causing all this destruction you know it's like these two extremes um and he talks about like when we can 
get to know our dragon when we can become friends with it like you were talking about becoming friends with the darkness becoming friends with the things that we think are are bad reframing it you know and being like oh you know we can learn to train our dragon we can have it on a collar and a leash next to us and we can see it you know and this is when we're in our breath when we're in presence this is the present moment where this this is possible it's only possible when you're staying in presence staying grounded staying in your breath staying in love staying in your heart you could someone can say something and your dragon can flare up next to you and you can pause and breathe and look over at your dragon and say, Oh, thank you, dragon. Thank you for showing me that, you know, a boundary has been crossed. Like something, mm -hmm. something within me has been violated that is not in alignment with me. But, and then when you can stay in your heart with that, you know, they call that righteous anger, you know, righteous, uh, even rage is another word, but that's a strong one. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> when you can stay in your heart and use that knowledge of what that's telling you that feedback to to make an action you know communicate like you're talking about in a way that's from the heart it could sound like for instance uh i love you but in order for us to maintain a harmonious relationship i need you to understand that what you said crossed one of my boundaries you know, and is in violent, felt violating to me. And in order for us, I want us to stay in relationship, but I need you to know that like this, it, it hurt me. It caused me pain. And like, I, I, I need that boundary to be respected. Mm -hmm. Like when you can have that much compassion, but also be rooted and standing in your truth, in compassion, in love, to me, that is the most like powerful way that you can help somebody because it's inviting them into a container. Like you're saying, you're leading it. You're creating the space that's most likely for them to be able to feel safe to come out and maybe even break down crying and say like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. You know, like it, this whole conversation that could be like developing all this tension and anger is suddenly can be diffused or the person could shut down and hang up on you or whatever, or leave, run out the door. But the way that you spoke that planted a seed that, is in love you know that's in truth that like when the person's ready like that when the conditions are right in them like that will and that's not even your seed i'd say or my seed that's like that's spirit working through you that's spirit seed you know that's yeah. helping bringing them their own healing you know and then the, and eventually like that's how we can we can trust that like they're they're on their journey and like they're but like you're just being the most loving you know in love a lot of times the Love can be really tough, you know, like love can be speaking your truth. Love doesn't always like people pleasing is not love. Like that's enabling people to, to stay in patterns that are destructive to them and to the people around them, you know? So, and we have those too. So it's like, we can be on the other side as well, receiving that mirror that we just, we might be really reactive to and dismissive and then, Maybe it takes, you know, hours or minutes or hours or days or weeks or years before you finally realize like, oh my gosh, they were right. I just wasn't yeah. ready to integrate that. <laughs> I wasn't ready to hear it, you know, and there's no shame. There's no shame, no guilt. We're all just on different journeys. So that, that just yeah. made me, you know, that's been a big lesson for me lately that just relating it to that communication to in our relationships, you know, that's so pivotal. I'm glad you brought that up. 
So thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. I really appreciate that perspective of, you know, like, I guess it's kind of funny because it's like, it, it makes me think of when I was in, in Christian school, it's like the golden rule, you know, treat others as you want to be treated. And it's like, but to deepen it to the, to, to kind of speak to what you were saying, it's like the way that it's, it's not just in, it's not just treating others the way that you want to be treated. It's, it's stepping into that um, responsibility and that compassion in, in the way that you are speaking to others and the way that you are responding to others is a mirror of how you are to yourself. And I love that so much. It's so, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really powerful. <laughs> <I> feel that. <laughs> Yeah. 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 As you were just doing that deep breath, like I feel that too. Like that's what we're talking yeah. about in the beginning when we first started just saying it's so hard, but it's so such a relief. It's so easy. Like once you just, once you take that step and get over that block, like, Oh man, I can just accept things and I can forgive everything and accept everything as it is because I know it's mine, you know, and I accept and forgive my own mistakes and my own stuff, you know, and yeah. my teachers, they're all teachers. Everything's teaching us like nothing is yeah. bad. It's just all opportunities for us to integrate what these mirrors are showing us. It's so. true. It does make me think of something that I was sharing with you recently, which are these kind of two concepts I've been sitting with they are just like downloads that came through one day in a conversation I was having with some friends and it's like the threshold between acceptance and growth as well as like tolerance and toxicity mm -hmm. you know it's like this place where we have to and they they are like um it's duality you know they both exist together and I heard you say acceptance and it's like accepting all that is just the way that it is. And of course, like part of me was triggered because it's like, no, actually. I'm changing it. <laughs> I'm taking that bull by its horns. Yeah. <laughs> it is both. You're right. That's a good read. That's oh. good. Yeah, it it's like, and it's also, you know, like sometimes I feel the word acceptance can become toxic you know it's like yeah. how are we holding things you know it's like we can accept somebody as they are but that doesn't mean that we need to accept them as our partner or mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah it's just this um yeah the duality is it's sitting on that mm -hmm. on that um that really thin line that we all kind of walk all day every day and knowing yeah. which side to fall to <laughs> which side has more padding <laughs> I'm glad you said that that's a really good yeah that's a good frame because it is yeah it can it is both it's a dance you know and knowing yeah. which yeah yeah which which thing is needed at which moment which comes from, at least for me, like my breath from my body, the intelligence of my intuition in the moment 
can tell me like, where do I need to exercise patience and just holding space? And where do I need to assert a boundary? You know, mm. uh, oof, that's what a, what a complex and beautiful dance, you know, but it takes yeah. a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> sure it. does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Well, Saturn, you know, you and I have talked a lot about, um, speaking of dualities or polarities, you know, um, hot and cold, dark, and light and dark and all these things like masculine, feminine being, you know, really, really interesting and very, very much a teacher, you know, of this polarity of, uh, that exists in your journey. How has that understanding or connection with the masculine, what, what you understand to be like that masculine feminine polarity, maybe in relationship or within yourself, how has that shifted over time? And where are you at with it now? Your understanding. Mm. I think, you know, like, I guess it's evolved from a place of just complete, you know, just, there was no connection to it as a child. There was no like, differentiating I didn't you know really know anything about the masculine and the feminine but then um well it's definitely like a a rising topic in the collective and I think my relationship my relationship with it has definitely evolved since really since becoming a mother I think it's also interesting because as a teenager and as a young adult, I often had, you know, I've shaved my head multiple times and I've, I've like, I remember somebody saying to me like, wow, I can't believe how feminine you are. You know, like I've always had this kind of outward masculinity, I guess, in a sense that um, people perceive me as more masculine than I, 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 um, I am in my heart center. And, um, and I think at this point in my life, I can see that as a, it was almost like, I think me and a lot of women and people, it's like finding that masculinity as a sense of protection Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just kind of like using it as a way of protecting myself. And And like when I had really long hair and would, you know, like wear a low cut shirt or, you know, tight jeans or whatever the circumstances were, I was often harassed. So it was also like a way, I think, subconsciously to kind of like not have that be the circumstances. But then it's also like speaking to the polarity of it all. It's like this, you know, this, this human that I am all I have to do is cut my hair and the way that people perceive me and speak to me and like welcome me or reject me. It is astounding, astounding. And that actually thinking about it and speaking about it right now, I think the first time I shaved my head was a pivotal moment in my relationship to the masculine and the feminine within myself. And it was powerful. And I just, it changed my entire perception of humankind and life on earth. And I couldn't believe it. I was so flabbergasted 
by the the way that I was it was like a whole new group of people welcomed me into their circles and the and and the people that I had been really closely associated with thought I was going off the deep end you know it was just this like a really wild shift and and I think that speaks to masculine and feminine like masculinity and femininity in this like more outward way and just how we express ourselves and how that can come through in the way that people perceive us or you know the way that people perceive me um but it was an opportunity or has been an opportunity and since then I've shaved my head twice more you know I let it grow out and then I shave it all off again and it's still just as powerful and it's a real opportunity for me to to it's always like this practice of it makes me think of this practice that I've recently started doing which is to open circle by dropping in and it's encouraged through this book called um it's call of the wild written by Kimberly Ann Johnson and we're doing a book club around this book right now and the practice that we always start with is to drop in and express how we're feeling in our physical body with one word and express how we're feeling in our emotional body with one word. And I've found that I often use my physical body to drop in. So I start with the physical word. And then once I can identify how I'm feeling physically, I can then go deeper and identify the emotional feelings and find that word. And I think it's similar in that kind of seeing and feeling into how I've expressed or embodied masculinity or femininity outwardly um, can show has guided me to to see like the balance or imbalance within me, um, and it's been quite a journey, and it's definitely still a journey and unfolding. But yeah, I think of of masculinity as that more, um, you know, I think of them as energies and energetics in the body and in the soul and. You know, I think becoming a mother really helped me tune into the the feminine in ways that I hadn't really known how to previously. And I, I do attribute it to like society and, you know, being the age that I am in the world that we're in right now, like raised in a in a world where women, it hasn't really been safe for women to drop into that femininity. And so it is a practice for me now to really step back into that and bringing a child into the world has definitely helped me. I guess it's kind Mm -hmm. of catapulted me into that practice. Um, And I could keep going and like kind of get into like what they mean to me, but I'd love to just like break it up if that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's really, that's an, I really appreciated when you were sharing about shaving your head and like how much of a, an experience that was and just diving deep into the opposite, you know, like just suddenly the world shifts just because of some physical, something so physically silly as your head, you know, how much hair you have in your head. Um, And even thinking about, yeah, body shapes. It's like, just because we have certain, expressions of the human body with like slightly different parts how differently we can be treated you know um and like how that it makes so much sense you know like why things are the way they are you know um 
and the the difficulties you know the feminine has faced under you know the the what i would say is like the imbalance our system of, of power you know these energies and how they're largely so out of balance with like masculine the, the patriarchy and the over masculinization of you know how the patriarchy and masculinity has been running the world for so long and you can just see all the the sort of damage you know or just or the or the the hole the big the emptiness that's in it you know and it's and when and it and when you were talking earlier about like having to be in your masculine just to survive you know like I hear that that's like so real And, and that's what I'm noticing sort of in the collective is like um you know with definitely with complete honor to like uh, people of two spirits or people on any sort of gender spectrum completely honoring them but for you know it's very full circle I think for a lot of people for people who identify as cisgender like men and women which still seem to be in my circles the majority of people um, to be coming back into um, very yeah very full circle into that embodiment you know um, but needing the container you know especially just from my own experience you know which is all I know <laughs> like coming from like yeah. I'm I consider I, I identify very much as like a masculine as a male you know and like recognizing in in this new you know in our new collectives you know in a spiritual collective you know these people who have been doing the work like how to hold that space for women to feel safe um and for two spirits and for other men, for everyone to feel safe is <laughs> like yeah. kind of is one of my, is one of the roles that, you know, when we talk about this diversity of roles, like bringing that back and also talking about integrity and alignment, bringing that in, you know, like it's all of those things are what, and it's the same for the, for anyone who's in the feminine expression. And then also the link, you know, between like my inner feminine, you know, that we all have this masculine feminine energy within us. Like I have to know, I have to have that sensitivity, that compassion, that all those feminine uh, or the divine feminine sort of um, the archetype, the attributes, you know, I have to have that sensitivity to read what's needed, you know, and to provide the safety, you know, and I think for the feminine, it's like they have to have those masculine aspects of assertion and boundaries and like um, that sort of that strength, you know, to stand up for themselves, to speak. Um, it's almost like we're, we're teaching each other, you know, when we're in these yeah. different polarities and it's a, just another mirror that I think is, uh, it's beautiful to see it that way. And it's beautiful to give ourselves permission. Um, yeah. To like sink deeper into those places we feel led, you know, but also, staying in our integrity at the same time you know it's it's a real it's a dance as well so mm-hmm. yeah it's a beautiful so, thing yeah I really yeah. love that you know like I hadn't really thought of how important it is for for the masculine to just specifically be sensitive to the needs of the moment in order to hone in on those protective you know, measures. And it's so true. It's like, I think that's really a, um, 
I, I'm like going to go tell all of my, my girlfriends that little nugget, because it's like right now, at least in my circle of like sister friends, it's really trying as women to find this because it's like, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. Frankly, it's like, we want our, our male partners to be um, like sensitive and we want our male partners to be embodying the masculine and mm -hmm we have to figure out what that looks like and what, you know, we, we are all on this journey of figuring out what that looks like, but <laughs> this is like an inside scoop to like the conversations in a women's circle, but it's like, you know, we want that sensitivity, but we can't figure out where and how we want it to be there, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like figuring that mm -hmm. out. It's like, it's so critical and it's so important. And it's also like speaking to how, you know, women and well, how the masculine shows up in mm -hmm. that, you know, setting boundaries. And it's also so interesting to me, the like, finding that balance between organization and boundaries and, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, like, that masculine and the feeling all of it because this kind of brings me back to the beginning of our conversation when we were talking about slowing down and just how that in and of itself that slowing down feels very feminine and it's very um clear that we are in the rise of the feminine right now collectively and we are being asked to slow down and in that, like, that's where so much I think of this clarity is going to come from for all of us and is coming from is this, it's like the inevitable force of the feminine is coming in and like, just giving us a pause so that we can feel it's really exactly mm -hmm. what we started this conversation with. It's like we, mm -hmm. to be with the feminine is to be present and like mm -hmm. in slowness and like in mm -hmm. in each breath and to feel it and to be in the masculine is to know that that space needs to be held sacred mm -hmm. yeah and then and you know the the masculine needs that the feminine needs the presence needs the the feeling almost like the, the like the masculine creates a container and the feminine is what fills it the feminine is the universe is the mother is the source of is life itself and the masculine and in some teachings it's like the creator you know like god mm -hmm. or something so, and, and I'd even bring it back, yeah, grandfather sky, you know, father God, mother earth, mother universe. When they can meet, yeah. it's like the feminine is guiding the masculine and the masculine is guiding the feminine in their own unique ways. Right. And it's not, there's no hierarchy at all. It's just, a, it's a beautiful dance. And yeah, I, I imagine, you know, it was interesting when you were talking about your, the women's circles and like trying to, when you use the word figure out, you know, what we're looking for in our men, like figuring out is that's kind of a masculine or it struck me as maybe just in, in my, just like my, as I heard it, it's like a masculine way of 
interpreting it, which can be one of the ways you're, you know, we're just trying to like, it's like a Rubik's cube. Yeah. We're just like looking at all the different sides of play with it. Sometimes <laughs> the masculine is needed. Sometimes the feminine is needed for us men as well. Trying to like sort out these things, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I think that there's also a lot of value in just trusting your divine nature, your intuition and trusting. I think, I think at the end of the day, at least from as from my what I've been learning in life I think a lot of women it's like embodying embodying your purest self you know like your pure and like being grounded in your masculine feminine energies and whatever resonates with you allows you to just feel and even guide without knowing without like form it doesn't need to be this logical construct like maybe sometimes things just come out of that which are useful and, and i think a lot of times for men it's helpful getting because men are in that masculine it's like sometimes you depending where they're at you need to meet them there and put things into a box so that they can you can give it to them because they they want to like analyze it with their minds like you can make it a masculine form but sometimes i think if you're in men I think who have done more work you know and women yeah and I think women who have done more work can reach men in that masculine way men who have done more a lot of work can reach women in the feminine way that's how I see like the embodied masculine and feminine sort of like how we can go beyond ourselves to try to help each other you know it's like putting on stepping deeper into our our maybe niche of like our strong suit you know of energy but then also mm-hmm. realizing that it's made stronger even by our exploration of the other which you know is for each of us can, can be so, is so unique and um, can be its own just to allow that those energies to to guide us and just trust you know trust your body i think like bring it back to the present same thing presence in yeah. it is key in all of this like breathing into your body and like dropping the mind and just allowing what comes through and like allowing yourself to be guided. Um, that's, that's key. I think so. You got, yeah, you got it sister. I see you, you're doing it. And it's a great reflection to hear you share that because it's, it resonates. It helps me know that I'm on the right path too. you know, the Mm -hmm. things you're practicing, the things you're doing and this whole, actually this whole container, this whole, conversation has just been an amazing mirror you know back and forth like just testing out how we're perceiving things you know um and uh, i really thank you so much for for sharing all that you have it's been it's been really medicine for me so appreciate you i feel the same way ben thank you so much for having this space and for inviting me into it and guiding this conversation in such a beautiful way in such a balanced way. And um, yeah, thank you for that. And also the reflections in this conversation have been beautiful and will carry me through to our hopefully not too far away next conversation because I really enjoyed these conversations with you. And um, yeah, yeah, I just wish I could give you a big old hug. I feel an energetic, I'm feeling and giving an energetic hug to you right now, across time and space. Yeah. <laughs> but if people, I wanted to say real quick, or just connect people with you. So people wanted to find more of 
of uh, your medicine and the work you do, how can they, how can they find you? Um, well, you can find me on one of my many Instagram accounts <laughs> at, <laughs> <laughs> at rebirth care. It's rebirth full circle and rebirth is spelled with earth in it. So it's R E B E A R T H full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is my work in the world. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. probably the best can you place briefly to find me. Tell, can you briefly speak a little bit about just that? that what that work is just for anyone interested yeah yeah absolutely um i work with with women specifically in the childbearing continuum and just supporting women through pregnancy and birth and postpartum or loss and kind of um i provide intuitive coaching and birth classes and um I can be your birth companion and I also offer um, in-home postpartum care, but also consultation to help prepare families for postpartum, which I think is one -hmm. of the most critical components of the childbearing year uh, that is super overlooked and undertended to. So um, yeah, and and I use my yoga practice and a lot of that um, and really Mm -hmm. honing in on moon cycle um, energetics and how important that is in our lives as women and as mothers. And yeah, I say that I, I tend to the community through um, serving new families. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Serving mothers. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Powerful. And then uh, Teach Me Your Ways podcast as well, right? You and the, yeah, that's right. uh, your two other women. Cool. Yeah, and that's starting with New Year's. Yep, January Mm -hmm. first, we're releasing our first episode. So excited! Yeah, I'm excited to listen. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's actually a lot of connections between this conversation that we've had today and the first interview that we're airing with Catherine the Grateful. You're gonna love it. It's really powerful. Cool. I'll definitely check it out. Um, Yeah. Thanks. Is there anything else you'd like to? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna ask anything else you'd like to leave any listeners of, of this with or mm, just um I think with what I'm taking, which is just um yeah, that invitation that you've you've invited us all into a few times in this conversation, which is to just drop in, take a deep breath. Mm. And let this moment guide you. Thank you. I feel that. I feel that. Thank you for guiding that. Thank you for all your medicine, Saturn. Thank you again for coming on and your friendship. Um, So much love and strength and blessings to you and your family and your community there in Vermont. And we'll uh, we'll be staying in touch. Great. Thanks, Ben. Be well and enjoy the sunrise.